I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Me and everything around me is unstable like Chernobyl. Ready to go at any moment, jumping like a pogo stick. Life never lived up to my expectations, so I accept the patience. Expect the worst, but now I'm pacing back and forth inside a melting like water on wicked witches. A monster truck don't came and ran over my picket fences. I had the best of life in my clenches, but monkey wrenches was thrown. Like chairs king sit on, my prayers seem too long. I fall asleep before the ending. Don't even get to say amen, I hope he understand I be on bended knees. At times I think I'm crazy, then I say forget it. Or maybe it's the Devil infiltrating and like Riddick Bo, I've been fighting this since them fetus days I'll count from 1 to 20 when I'm through Repeat the phrase, it's just a phase It's gone all past, but that gets old too I'm weakening like a deacon doing dirt When am I supposed to? We looking to start some new shit I'm writing this rhyme in fate So when you hear it, hope you chew it My nigga, you do it like swooshes The lyrical cleansing nuisance Wiping away your germs And filling your craniums with juices See, mo goes on My slick flow flows on Straight from West Savannah, Georgia But the SWAT is my home Never go wrong Cause the click is tight again That ass and that bad Mosquitoes, now we goes I'm proud of you people For selling your crack and sacks I'm glad I'm white, not black Shit on the real, that's how the mites really act When your back was turned, them slackers learnt And now we falling apart You look at me in my eye, but you ain't feeling me in your heart Yes, yes, law, give me the power We live in the final hour These niggas, they leave me stranded like Rapunzel in the tower Now or never, let's stick together and overcome But they don't feel like marching Cause they shoot just over, run they that a bitch <laughs> off of my cloud you don't know me and you do not know my style who be getting flammed when they come to a gym here I am here I am the method man patty cake patty cake hey the method man don't eat skippy jiff or Peter Pan. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and... Karen. Uh, what kind of peanut butter does Method Man eat? Because that's like every brand that I fucks with. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with the off-brand. No, I don't do the off-brand shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. eat Skippy, Jeff, or Peter Pan. Damn, nigga, what is you going to the dollar store? Like, get you some, <laughs> get you some good ass uh, <laughs> peanut, peanut butter, man. I want to be eating peanut butter at that sandwiches at that nigga's house. <laughs> Nah, he get the ones with the, with the peanut butter and jelly all in the same. Uh, yeah, he's the bootleg. <laughs> he's the bootleg. Well, y'all ain't no shit. Nigga, I ain't paying for peanut butter and jelly unless it's, it's all in one job. It's efficient. <laughs> it's the swirl. <laughs> Nasty, too. Well, if you're listening to this, you're listening to the Blackout Tips podcast, and today is Saturday. Yes, it is. Which means that today is a feedback episode. Yes, it is. Um, feedback episodes are when we respond to our fans who... Uh, Writing, calling, uh, ask questions via mm-hmm. vocal. Yes. Um, which uh, we're, we live stream on vocal every uh, 
weekend. Um, yes. You can find it by, you know, just checking us out. We're on Twitter. Uh, if you're part of our Facebook group, uh, you can follow us on Vocal. You get an email that tells you we're going live. Um, and, and that's and that's pretty much the best way to file, find out about these shows. Uh, the, find out about the live shows as they're happening. Um, and you can come watch us on video and, uh, you know, we warm up with 15, 20 minutes of music before and then we start the show. Yes. Um, and I think people, uh, will really get a kick out of it. Uh, so if you're not on vocal, you haven't checked us out there yet. Um, come in because please, it, please do. it's fun. Most of the time it's just Roderick and I love like dance over in the corner somewhere. <laughs> but uh, it offers uh, it also offers people the ability to uh, instead of, instead of just watching us, you can interact and submit questions that we check in routinely with the chat room. And yes, we do. See what questions have been asked and uh, you know give you a chance to voice your opinions or get clarification live on the air. Um, all right. So first of all, you can find us going on iTunes. Uh, well, actually, I'll take that back. The first place you should look to, for us at is theblackoutist.com. Yes. Um, and that is where we host all of the podcasts. Um, that's also where you can leave comments on each episode. We have polls after each episode. You can vote in the polls. Um, and when you vote in the polls, you can leave comments there. So I know a lot of people like... Um, you know, they like to leave those. They like to leave those uh, comments, and some people go back and forth and stuff. And we sometimes we have pretty controversial posts. Sometimes it's just silly, but they're all scientific. <laughs> if you say so. Don't vote. Don't fuck <laughs> up my scientific method. I know. L- listen to the episode. Don't vote before you listen. Guys. I'm a man of science. <laughs> Very few of these questions can you listen to and you answer before you uh, hear the episode. Uh, true, true, true. Um, but uh, of course, also if you don't go there, you can go to iTunes. Uh, search for the Black Out Tips. Leave us a five star review. My favorite kind. Yes, sir. Uh, if you leave us a five star review, we will actually uh, read it, regardless of content. Yes, regardless of what you say. Live on the air Saturday yes. mornings. Um, uh, also, of course, uh, Stitcher Radio. You can stream the show right right from there, so you don't even have to download it to your smartphone mm-hmm. or your iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Uh, we are currently at a shit ton of members. I I think we are at 2282. So, wow. Yeah. Can't believe it's growing so fast and that people keep joining and telling people. And I really thank you guys for doing that. That That's a huge favor that you're doing the show when you do is. stuff like that. Um, and, of course, we're on Podomatic. Um, you, we take donations. Um, it's right there on the blackouttips.com on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. You can either do a one-time donation or a recurrent donation. That stuff really helps. Helps us get this new equipment that we have that I have to read instruction manuals for. And yes. All this kind of shit. <laughs> yes. And figure a way out to put the equipment in place without missing the show yes. while working full-time and being on other people's podcasts. Podcast. Yes. So, you know, it's a little <laughs> more complex than you think. But um, we're gathering the equipment slowly but surely. Um, I think we're up to one mic and that mixer. Uh, don't have a soundboard yet. Uh, definitely need at least two more mics so we can keep Will and Justin Just around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that you know that's where the money goes, guys. It's not me walking off and being rich, you know. So uh, if you donate, we appreciate it. Um, and of course, I would like to thank the people that donated this week. Yes, sir. Um, by first going to my email, so which I logged out of for no fucking reason. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Um, first thing I want to do is thank Mr. Span. Yes. Uh, from the Span Report, who has a great podcast yes, uh, that I fucks with. Me and um, he, he donated a recurring donation. 
Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you paying it for it, brother. Thank you very much. I know it's hard out there in the D. It's so cold in the D, Karen. Yes, it is. Shit, it was cold here this morning. I was angry. I mean, not, just, not just yesterday morning. I was angry when I went outside. <laughs> yeah, that angry cold. I hate that, that weather. Yeah, that was always cold. Shit. Yeah. Get angry. <laughs> shut down all your happiness for the day. Yes, it does. And I know when the time gonna come, but I got pissed every time it comes. Damn it. Damn you, winner. Um, of course, Sherry um, and, and, and Scarfinger, yes. they did a recurring donation. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Uh, over there at Geeks Gone Raw, and uh, you know we were on casual conversation with them a couple weeks ago. I always love talking to them. Uh, Hollywood Larian donated, recurring donation. Thank you, Larian. Thank you, Hollywood. You know, still waiting on his upcoming you know, podcast project to be named at some point in time. But you know how niggas do. It'll be around when it's around. We'll notice it. Now, <laughs> pump it up then. Um, my man, Mr. Und- uh, Adjective underscore J. Yes. Um, not going to put his government out there. No. But he uh, gave us gave us a donation and said, y'all are the greatest. Hope this helps. It does help. Every little bit yes, helps. Yes, thank you. Everything. We don't care how We literally, we tell you we don't care how big or small. If everybody out there listening gave a dollar, we could do some things. Yeah, and not even that, Um, not not that this is a small donation by any means. Oh, but, no, no, no. But, yeah, I, when he said, that's what I mean with every little bit helps. Yep, yes, we don't, I, we don't care about that. I don't know now. if Potomatic will meant to be changed, but do that shit. Yeah, Just I'm, help. I'm serious. They were like 75 <laughs> cents. You're like, look, I'm not going to the vending machine. We appreciate that. Yeah, and you get the same shout-out as the people that donate millions of dollars, yes. you know? So, um, you know, we appreciate the people that do that. We do. Um, it means a lot to us, guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get into the show. Um, see what kind of things we have to discuss here. We have, of course, iTunes reviews. Yes. We have a voicemail. Okay. We have. Um, wait. First, we have to say the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. It's like a juggernaut. So iTunes reviews, we have emails, Facebook comments, blog comments, and polls, and then of course we have voicemail. All right, I want to do Facebook first. All right, so we're all up on this Facebook, and uh, let's see what what kind of things were said. Uh, um, okay, um, somebody commented on episode two twenty six, assault and pepper battery. Mm-hmm. Which I believe was over a week old, but the, I think they just left a comment like after we did our last feedback show, so mm-hmm. I'll comment on it. Dominique says, or Dominic, um, this was probably brought up already, but I'm just now listening to the show, Smiley Face. Thank you. In reference to the slut walk protester story where the woman wrote, Woman is the nigger of the world on her sign. It refers to a song of the same name by John Lennon made in the 1970s as a woman's rights anthem. The title was inflammatory, intentionally so, but the main difference is that Lennon added context to why he felt that way, which in turn could spark intelligent discussion on the pros and cons of the idea. This protester didn't. It's clear she only did it for shock value, which immediately turns people who aren't familiar with the history of the phrase off. Sorry for the long post. Another great show. First of all, don't apologize for the long post. That's not a problem. Nope. Uh, second of all, yeah, that that's my point. Exactly. Like I I wasn't familiar with that song. Me either. But um even and and, and it's an older song, so there's a lot of people that you see that rally and it's a bunch of young motherfuckers. Um 
you're trying to draw people to your cause and messaging is so important when you're trying to create a cause you go, hey come join us mm -hmm. come be a part of this movement you start throwing out divisive shit and you're running people away yeah and this is not a comedy show this is a serious thing mm -hmm. you don't want people to be like that's funny I was offended let me go check it out mm -hmm. no people are just like fuck you that's right I was with you till you said that yeah and like I said I, I had to apologize cause uh, there were people who wrote uh, on behalf of black women that hey we don't want to be involved in this misogynistic let's claim let's reclaim the name slut back march and I was like y'all being kind of sensitive but I just didn't say anything on the show I just was like eh, you know it's not that big a deal but seems like they're overstepping their bounds but then you see something like that and you go huh there isn't uh, that element in the crowd is there? No, there's nobody. There, there was no sister in the dashiki to say, "Hey, hey, 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 girl, don't, don't put that sign up." Right. <laughs> what did that say? No, no you no. don't get the you get in yes, the back. Yes, yes. You, you get your uh, sign privilege taken away. Give me that magic marker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leonard writes in. There's eight million days. There's eight million ways to die. I got eight million and one ways for you to suck a dick. Chill for Miami. That's, that's that's what she said when she uh called the show last week. Oh, I love her. Man, that was funny as hell. For her to be a lesbian, chill is very much for dick sucking. She is all about it. LOL, that lady is the truth, man. I fucks with her. Me too, man. Sweet. She is the truth. She is the best. And she will tell Toya to suck a dick. She that does not give a fuck. <laughs> uh Jamie writes in on episode two twenty eight, Big Draws. Mm-hmm. Y'all had me looking crazy once again. This time in rush hour traffic. I love you guys. <laughs> That's what we do. We make rush hour traffic fun. Yeah, if you're on uh, <laughs> if you're on Facebook, then you got to see a picture of a uh, 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 iPhone messaging between some dude named Daryl and a lady named Gail, G A Y L E, about a job or something about a, you know going to the office mm -hmm. and uh, he accidentally type does a typo and calls her nigga so uh -oh. that 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 business meeting went a little weird you know but um anyway uh that that was cool ah jaquetta from the hey you know it podcast where both ladies will be on with us tomorrow yes um and they, uh she left a message saying she's looking forward to it and we are too yes we are um, um, let's see what else. I posted a couple of pictures of food that I made. Oh, which was awesome. Yeah, people were, uh, you know, seeming to be pretty positive, and I appreciate yes. that shit. I like it because I'm on the receiving end of all this delicious looking food. J. Muddy Clark Jr. Uh -oh. I had to say that whole name because that just it sounds like the name of somebody's middle school or something. Yes, elementary school, I know, right? Like, oh, you, well, they dropping you off, uh, Muddy Clark Jr.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you go, oh, you play for the uh, Muddy Clark Jr. Wapatees, right? Okay. Yes. After seeing my wife playing crossing guard at the elementary school, I realized that even people with money ain't shit either. The privileged feeling motherfuckers almost hit my wife about 10 times for the 30 minutes while she was in, while she is playing in traffic, shaking my head. So I, yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, all people ain't shit. So, you know, it ain't even just your wife or rich people or poor people. That, that ain't shit has no denomination of money next to it. No. That makes a difference. Um, uh, so let's see what else we had. Oh, we talked about sore season. Yes. Nobody really had much to say. No. But my favorite thing that happened this week. Yes. Um, that ratchet ass Del Fronto. I know, right? And it was hilarious. Cause I told Roger, I was like, why does a nigga find a baby vehicle? And I, it was funny to me. 
Yeah. But I was like, he must got a purpose to it. Yeah, I mean, and as ratchet as he is, man, he sent this picture of this beautiful baby daughter, Isabella. Yeah. Wearing a black guy who tips, Bill. <laughs> it's about as big as she is. And pink. She got she got to grow into it. You know what I mean? The bit, obviously, she got a little growing to do. But th- that, it was, oh, man, it was beautiful, dog. Yes, I, it was. It, that is crazy. And then, friend, on my stupid tail, I go, is that his cousin or his niece? That's his baby. I was like, his baby? I can't believe he got kids. Yeah, I know, man. They be letting these ratchet niggas have kids now. Shaking my head. What else is new? We knew that from watching Maury. <laughs> yes. Well, dear friend, oh, you are the daddy. Yeah, you are the father. <laughs> yes, you are. And this picture proves it. That nobody else will put this bib on a baby. But uh, it, from now on, Isabella is the new official baby of the Black Eyed Tips. Now, some people will say, well, what about other people that have had babies and stuff. I mean, one man, Damian Jackson, had a baby that was born and he was listening to the Black Eyed Tits and they helped get him through it. Well, here's the problem. I don't see no bibs on these babies. <laughs> Will had a baby. Will and T had a baby. And they and they both been on the show and Will and T had a baby and they been in the studio. And the baby's name is Malcolm and he's a wonderful baby. But I don't see no bibs on Malcolm, man. My love is for sale. Yep, okay. No diapers, no onesies. We ain't seeing none of that. Yeah, my love ain't free. <laughs> my, my, I'm like a call girl. You got to pay for this. Yes, sir. So I, I mean, no offense, but you know, y'all got to step y'all purchase game up. <laughs> y'all want these? Y'all want to get that official baby? Y'all got to get them a little, get them, yeah. get them swagged out. Yes. Let's get a baby holding a coffee mug with a bib on. I can't even. I, that would be so adorable. I don't even know what I would do. I know. You know. I might make that my avatar. You know, let's get <laughs> let's get some twins with 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 bibs and 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 onesies and shit. I'd be I, I don't I know. know I lose my fucking mind. I know we got maternity shirts out there, dog. So y'all been notified? The baby bidding is on. Yes. You want this yes. love? Who could be the cutest? Cutest. Not the cutest. Who can spend the most money, Karen? My ah! love is for sale. Not for cute. <laughs> some, some Justin Bieber fan. I don't care about your cuteness. I want that dough. It's a business we running over here. Podcast don't pay for itself. Can I, can I, can I go pay Podomatic and, and Dream Host with, with cuteness? Oh, here's a picture of a baby. Can you cut me a break? Get the fuck out of here, nigga. It's $20. <laughs> Give us the rest of our money, buddy. You got $20 to go. Give us the rest of our money or we're breaking your legs. But, what, but this baby has a bill. Fuck you. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we got emails, uh, of course. Uh, do, um, iTunes. Um, do reviews. Reviews? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to go to iTunes. Now, this is interesting. We got a few reviews, but somebody hit me up and said, hey, hey, I submitted a review three months ago. And you Negroes did not have the audacity to read it. Oh, something must have happened? And I'm like, well, was it not five stars? He said, uh-uh, man. And I, I immediately thought of what it was. We talk about this periodically, and let's bring it up again. If you're not in America. Oh, okay. And you submit a review via iTunes. You need to tell us what country, yeah, you're, it's, it's what like country you're from. Because hundreds. apparently in iTunes, I have to go in there change the region of my local settings in iTunes yes. in order to read reviews to your to wherever you're from. So in this case he was from uh Britain. 
And uh, I had to change it to the setting to like England or something like that. Okay. And I found this review and I'm going to read it right now. Yeah, we do apologize. So for those of you out there, you know you wrote us a review. And same thing for Canada. Yeah. We, we separate from them too. If you know you wrote a, a review from another country, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, let us know because we want to read your reviews yes. too, no matter how old they are. Exactly. As self-absorbed and narcissistic as I am, you think I wouldn't read five-star reviews? Say that again. No, that is an obvious oversight. You 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 submit five stars. I've made a fucking promise, sir. Yes. You submit a five star review. That thing gets read. We will find your country, but you need to let us know what country because I don't know if y'all know, but iTunes have hundreds of fucking flags in there from yeah. all the countries around the world. So uh, it says, "What can I say?" Question mark five stars, and you know it's five stars because I'm reading it. Yes, sir. What if he went through all this shit and had a four star review? Then he'd be mad. Yes. Like, oh well, five I didn't see. Only. I didn't see that review. I can only see in five stars, baby. I got five star vision. That's all I see. That's all I can That's see. I, see. I got the tunnel vision, though. Um, as <laughs> as a listener living in a different country, Scotland, and a completely different culture, white suburban shite. Ah, this is absolutely amazing to listen to. It broadens my aspect of, I guess you will call it cultures. I don't know. Awesome show. Not been listening very long, but not going to stop anytime soon. R. McFarlane24 on Twitter. Thank, Thank you very you. much. We appreciate that. Um, now, I could go through all this and change my country code and get back to the American people that left reviews um, in the meantime. Uh, but I also could just look it up on my phone. So let's see what the people said on iTunes in America. Okay. The number one country in the world. I'm sorry, Scotland. Another person. <laughs> this is where they took the slaves and had free labor in the head start. What was they supposed to do? They're supposed to be number one. Um, Laughing All Day by BK Mason. Five stars. Simply put, this podcast is great. The end. That is simply put. Thank you. That might, I don't know yes. if you can get simpler than that. Yes, for those of you that write iTunes rules, they ain't got to be long. Yeah, I just like to know what you think. If, it doesn't, right. if you don't have much to say, just, hey, keep it going, niggas. Yeah. I'll keep it going. That's all I want to yeah. know. Hi, five stars by Young and Nuts. That's right. Ah! Oh, I love these names. Young Nuts, Karen. Chris Hansen is looking for him because he needs, needs ah! another decoy. Ah! Yes, yes. Young Nuts, can you help me out? I'm starting a new show. I gotta get these motherfuckers off my ass while they're cheating. Um, ah. So Young Nuts says, yo, I think you should do a whole show on swords. Man, when you guys get to talking about swords, I LOL so hard. Rod, keep telling these people about these swords, man. LOL. Swords are no laughing matter, sir. First of all, we got to get rid of these swords or get some sword licenses going. If we can't ban all swords, well, we need to at least have sword education and licenses. Licenses, I do. I think that there needs to be the same stipulations for guns. Where are the sword safety manuals? They don't come with manuals. Why? Because people don't respect the power of the sword. You guys who own swords should feel sort of embarrassed. They don't even respect you enough to come up with some rules. Like, isn't that sad? You know, they don't even, oh, these, these harmless motherfuckers and their swords. Y'all should start something, man. Let's get these swords on the books. I want to know who my sword owners are so I can know not to fuck with them and come to their house and shit. I need to know this. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got, of course, the uh, actual comments on the polls and yes. things like that. And then we have emails. What you prefer to do? The polls, please, sir. All right. All right, then. 
Um, episode 227 was our latest feedback show. It was titled Black Racism and the President. Um, and uh, it, it was kind of a controversial poll that I put out there. Um, and it got several comments, and we'll go into that. Uh, first things first, I want to read the comments on the actual episode because uh, some people left comments there. Um, Tatum says, <clears throat> This is the second time. I was labeled as sexually ambiguous on the pod. I am a guy. My name is Anthony. But I'm sure I wouldn't be the only one, so I went with Tatum. Gabby sighed with respect. <laughs> okay, look. First of all, you need to be going by Anthony, my nigga. Now, I'm sorry. Tatum is sounds like a little girl name, man. It sounds too cute. I ain't never met a dude named Tatum. Hey, Tatum. Oh, that's my nigga Tatum. What up, Tatum? Have you ever heard that sentence in your life? No. Tatum Jones with the touchdown. Never. You never heard that shit. Tatum sounds like a chick name. I'm sorry, man. You gotta cook. We love you. Maybe add something to the end, like Tatum Adam, Animal Thug or something. I don't know. Tatum in the Revolution. That just sounds like a girl group. Oh, Prince's old group guy with a with a chick. Yeah. Oh. Tatum is a bad name, man. I'm sorry, man. You got pick, pick, go with Anthony, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dog. Tat, just go with Tat. T A T. That shit sounds gangster. What up, sons? Tat like tattoos. Um. Anyway, he said one more thing. I'm going back and listening to all the past eps, and I'm glad I'm open. Uh, I'm opening your mind because you, Karen and Justin, not so much will. Really blast my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks again for many hours of entertainment. Well, sir, do we blast your hometown of Ohio, of Cleveland, Ohio, for no reason? Ah! Or do, or does Cleveland, Ohio, kind of have uh, a get the fuck out of there type rap? There's a lot of people from Cleveland, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody here knows somebody from Cleveland. I can go in the chat room and say, do you know somebody from Cleveland? Everybody gonna say yes. Why? Because motherfuckers is exiting that shit like shit. Rats <laughs> on a sinking ship. That's like, I'm out. Fuck this. And, and, and then also, man, it was just uh, more Dan Snyder. And then the whole, like, uh, the decision fallout. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of watching people's reactions to sports. More so than just uh, necessarily the sport itself. Is You know, just how people take it. And when I saw people going to the streets, burning shit. Talking about going to dudes house and burning shit. I'm like, yeah, Cleveland, y'all some suckers. Yes. How you ain't know this dude was gonna leave you anyway? This is like, like LeBron hit y'all with the, I just need some space. It's not you. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Yes. For a whole year. For a whole year. Yes, sir. And was like, I'm gonna go on TV and do a decision and, and Cleveland people were still like, he might come here. Like, what kind of shit is that, man? Anyway, I didn't want to react that whole thing, but you know, yeah, I'm not saying everybody in Cleveland's a sucker. I, some of my best friends are from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But but I'm just saying that, <laughs> that just because some of my best friends are from Cleveland and I have Cleveland friends, it doesn't mean that, I mean, that gives me license to say that the rest of y'all ain't shit. What can I say? <laughs> that's, that's how it works. That's why I voted for Herman Cain. So I can talk shit about niggas. Nah, but seriously though, man, um... Ah. I'm sure you guys have a lovely city. Nah, I can't lie to you like that, Tatum. Get the fuck out of there, man. Come on, son. I'm not wrong on this. Get the fuck out of Cleveland. Come on, man. Uh, Bleezy206 says, What up, Ron and Karen? Thank you so much for bringing up the whole balderdash of not acting black enough. 
Uh, what the hell is that? My opinion is that all of us who can say so-and-so is not acting or being black enough uh, are the Negroes who are amplified to represent all of us as a race. We have got to stop confusing blackness with ghetto-ness. Is that a word? Yes, that is a word in my vocabulary book. And minstrelsy. Now, that is not a word. Not a joke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word either. But anyway, the, I will say that, yeah, the whole acting black thing, I'm not going to uh, slander it as much. Because uh, I do feel like it's kind of like that whole talking white thing. Mm-hmm. There is a such thing as talking and sounding like a white person. That people don't, people are so PC that they won't, they don't want to admit that. But yeah, there's a certain thing as, hey, this person, if I called them on the phone and they answered, I, I would think they were white. Because I associate that certain sound and the way they talk with white people and certain vocal tones and stuff like that. So I don't really want to get into that. But yeah, the whole, the president got to act the blacker type thing, that's weird to me. Because I don't think he can be blacker you know i don't think there's a policy he can pass that will only help black people and no, stuff like that in general yeah it, so i i think that that gets a little misleading once you go down that avenue but you know people love going down that avenue they do now the poll for this episode was: do you consider obama's race when judging his performance as president uh yes 18 percent which i was Honestly, uh, I was shocked at that number. I thought it would be much, much higher. Higher, me too. No, it was 82%. Um, and we'll get into people's reasoning, and then I'll, you know, we'll drop our comments as we do it. Um, Mudslinger, who was the one who kind of started the controversy with the email that was kind of going in on Obama and really uh, going at him for, you know, several issues that he has with him for the fact that Obama is considered a black man. And he has certain standards and things that he wants Obama to achieve as a black person. Um, so he says, anyone who says they don't consider this his race, when judging the president's performance, is either a blind person, mentally retarded, a child, or a liar. So, anyone who, the 82% of you that said no, <laughs> he thinks you're blind, mentally retarded, a child, or a liar. So, that's a really nice way to start that off. You know, because I like having this kind of discourse where like people can be reasonable and disagree so hey let's start name calling um but in fact ah in fact all that anyone has talked about since he took office is the fact that he is the first black president and how better or worse race relations have become because of it now see that's also uh hyperbole that's not all that anyone's talked about certainly not um but it does speak to a certain mindset and what kind of people you surrounded yourself with and what kind of conversations you're having, and what you become focused on. Now, I'm not saying his race isn't a factor, and that people don't talk about it, but to say that that's all anyone talks about, um, yeah, that may, that, the, the common denominator in all these conversations is mudslinger. That's all ah. you talk about, because I talk about politics all the time, and it doesn't come down to, yeah, man, so Obama's race, like, it, I've, there's all kinds of shit where I'm just like, isn't this funny? But, yeah, you know, whatever. I feel you. I come from a long line of black achievers. Many of which have instilled in me the ideal that whether I like it or not, I represent myself, my family, and my people when I go out in the world. Therefore, whenever I'm the first black person to do something, I have to do it better than any other person that's done it before me. Not just me, not just for me, but for those who aspire to partake in the same activities or exceed my expectations. 
With that being said, I must say that as long as he claims to be black, I will judge him by the same standards that I and the people who claim to represent me are judged. Um, so right there, that that speaks a lot to his mentality too, because he's already like, I walk out the house of my black man, and that's yeah. all you can see, and yeah, that's the black and blackness on me. Yeah. I'm black. Black, black, black all the time. Yeah, I represent. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black. Y'all. But and I'm black and black because I'm black, y'all. So yes. he's, he's saying he represents uh, black people all times, and there are some people that believe that shit. I don't believe that. Um, I've said it many times before on the show. I just don't believe in that. That's why I, as much as I'll hate Tyler Perry for his uh, whackness of his art, because I just think it's not very good. I won't be like, hey, he's out there making black people look bad. It's all of us, y'all. They all think we Tyler Perry. Like, no. No, those people yeah, need to get the audience. fuck over that. Yes, you got an audience. I'm not Tyler Perry. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Steve Harvey. I'm not. That's kind of the point of the show. That's part of the, one of the points of the title. The Black Guy Tips. I can only represent me, motherfucker. I don't know about y'all. You got to do your own thing. You're welcome to tip yourself and start your own podcast. Uh, but, but, but the thing is, you know, it's, it's about, um, I recognize that he can't escape being black. None of us can, um, if it's something you want to escape. But it's also not something where I'm constantly representing everybody. If that was the case, then why wake up in the morning? Because there's a lot of motherfuckers that are repping negative shit about black people that are getting a lot bigger message across than President Obama ever could. True. Um, And he says, and it's just as racist to give him a pass by not complaining when he doesn't meet expectations just because he's black. I agree. That is just as racist to give him a pass. Yes, it is. I'm not that nigga that gives him a pass when mm-hmm. I think he's fucking up. If nope. I think he's fucking up, I would just come out and say it. Uh, if, if I think he's, um, I, the thing is, I just don't take it out of context. Like, um, and maybe it's because I'm more reasonable or more, um, uh, more pragmatic. Uh, you know, a little bit more cynical. I just know how the world is. I know people ain't shit. I know no president has ever been elected. And the other side was like, hey, let's work with him. You know what I mean? So, and I don't expect nah, him to be the first. Everybody was kumbaya for a while. Nah, we back to normal. Nah, they, it was never kumbaya. It was never kumbaya. Day one, they're like, the, our job is to make him fail. To get him the fuck out of here. That is what the job of all opposition to the president is at all times. Now, Democrats don't always do it because they're kind of pussies. But that's the job. That is the fucking job. They take advantage of weakness. And whether that weakness is, you know, the perception of your blackness or not, whatever. Uh, Tayrell713 says, I voted yes, but it's not that simple. I don't sit around thinking, Obama done niggered it up again. <laughs> it's more like me considering how his policy will be perceived by different races, but white folk in particular. It's what, it is what it is. I mean, it's what it is to be black in America. Any move you make, all black people make. You know when you see the black lady in the theater on the phone that all white people in the theater are thinking black folk and not one particular black person. We are perceived as monolith and judged as monolith and I doubt it will ever change. So any move the president makes, black people did it. The exception being black folks who ride hard for the other team. Herman Cain, Alan Keyes, Justin Clarence Thomas, they will of course never be considered white per se, but they get some of the special privileges of the lighter shade, including not being interrupted by Fox News commentator when they are discussing matters important to them. Um, first of all, like, right there to me, you kind of contradict yourself because you're saying, like, all black folks represent all black folks, 
except Herman Cain, Alan Keyes, Clarence Thomas. You like once you like so then no, it's not true. It's so varied on your actions and your thoughts. You do disassociate certain people from your race. So that right there is that you know the concept right there kind of falls on his face. You know, so Alan Keyes is a different kind of black person maybe as far as with his uh, political views and the shit that he's willing to do to get money but the white people that say all black folk they, they can't see that same difference only black people can see that because they don't think all black people are conservative just because Herman Cain is oh, no. you know what I mean so I, I, I think that that's kind of a myth I think that myth has been busted but um, Children Scooter says I voted no because I am fully aware of the complexities involved in democracy. For example, the president sets an agenda, then Congress, the House and the Senate come up with the logistics that either enable or hinder a president's agenda. Mudslinger, I think you are holding him to a higher standard that is unfair. His mother is Caucasian, his maternal grandparents raised him. By simply holding him to a standard of quote-unquote black, you are ignoring the other side of his heritage and adding to a standard that is nonsensical. Um, Jay Jones says, I do consider Obama's race. I consider his policies, his actions compared to his campaign promises, his agenda compared to his rhetoric. I feel that his experience is uniquely shaped by his blackness and by his upbringing. And therefore, I do expect him to understand more fully my experiences as a black man in America, though I don't expect him to understand them completely. At the end of the day, I evaluate Obama as who he is and by what he's done. Uh, if Obama says something along the lines of niggas be tripping, I'd evaluate that differently than when Bush actually said it. Uh, Bush, Bush did not say niggas be tripping. <laughs> Sir. Bush is dumb. Bush ain't that stupid. I've done a lot of research. I did not find oh. the niggas be tripping Bush quote. Oh, anywhere. That would be classic, but I don't think he's that stupid. Yeah, well, you know, uh, niggas be tripping. Um, I'd evaluate that differently than when Bush actually said it. I expect more from Obama. He's got to be paraphrasing something. Yes. I expect more ah. from Obama because he's something greater than his predecessor. I expect more cultural sensitivity from him because of his unique viewpoint. In short, my president is black, black and my Lambo, Lambo is blue, nigga. Um, well, here's the thing I say about that. Uh, I, I understand that completely. Um, and that seems like a more... Uh, let a more reasonable stance compared to Mudslinger, who I think is kind of, kind of an extreme stance on this. But it reiterates some of the same points, which is I do expect them to be sensitive to black people in America and black issues and stuff. And I get why you would think that. I just don't think as a president of the United States, you can come out and voice your sensitivity to that yes. too much. You just... It will not be, you will not be allowed to, basically. You will lose support and you'll become the guy who's dividing us, the guy who's always bringing up race. There's some shit happening every day that the president could chime in on. Um, and it's, and it would, at some point it would be more divisive than unifying. We don't need Obama coming out voicing his dissent about the Troy Davis case because black Twitter is mad. We don't need that. And it would, it would, it would just erode his own, um, standing in, in politics in general. Even, you saw what happened when he made a offhanded remark about the Skip Gates, um, uh, ordeal where he broke into his own house and was arrested for talking shit to the police. And Obama said, I think, you know, the police acted stupidly in that. And bam, white America was like, so, oh, a justified arrest of a black man? And you already throwing a race car? Like, it's something that small. 
You really think he can come out here and be dropping knowledge about race every day? I, I just don't see no. it. He has other more important stuff to do. Like I said, maybe I'm too cynical. I never expected that. At no, no, no. point. At no and point. Most presidents wouldn't. So I've always expect him. Yeah, I've always been shocked when a president addressed race at all, and I'm still shocked to this day when Obama does. You know, I think actually he's working with one arm behind his back when he addresses like the CBC compared to like a Bill Clinton who gets the whole like, well, he's cool and he's white. And unfortunately, he's white and he came here and we're giving him a pass for coming here. You know, George W. Bush ain't addressing the CBC. No. You know what I mean? He's so. But Clinton comes in the room. I don't even know what it stands for. Yeah, but Clinton just comes in the room and there's a certain like, he's white. Oh my God, he's white and he's here. We meant, we did it, God five. Yeah. You know, there's a certain like two and, and this you know, so they give him a pass. Which, who has anybody ever talked about a speech that that Clinton made to the CBC? Ever. Mm-hmm. You know, cause you if you're white you can just walk in and be like, I really care about y'all. Nigglets, and walk the fuck out. You could do that and we would just be like, Oh, a white man came, he cares, that's all that matters. He loves us. Corbin says, Whoa, Bush said niggas be tripping? Wow, anyway. Uh, race should not be considered when you evaluate anything. If when you fail to succeed, you think failing slash succeeding for the whole race and not just you and those you may be beholden to responsible for, use a dumb nigga. Oh, or overestimate your importance in the grand scheme of things. Black or white, Obama has done aight. Only beef I got with the nigga is how easily he gave up on the brilliant idea that he should take taxation back to the pre-Bush levels. But I digress. Point is, I also think he shouldn't, uh, I also was uh, disappointed with him not putting them death panels in place, by the way. <laughs> See you old people out here with these attitudes and shit. Think you better than me? <laughs> I will vote you to death. But I digress. <laughs> Point is, again, Eminem is not just great for a white rapper. That nigga is great for a rapper, period. Race is irrelevant. Until you are part of the fit, near 50% of black people unemployed. And your boy Herman Cain is saying it's their fault. House nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, Mudro says, definitely don't, don't consider race because it's not his fault that stuff isn't getting accomplished. You have to place this... Uh, you have to place this at the Republicans' doorstep. They shoot at all of Obama's policies down. Oh, they shoot all of Obama's policies down. But don't bring anything back to the table for rebuttal. McConnell, Boehner, and McCain are always shooting down ideas, but when asked specific questions on how to fix things, they evade the question and talk about something that is totally irrelevant uh, to the question at hand. Mm -hmm. I don't care who fixes the problem, I just want it fixed and not feel like the middleman is getting fucked over in the long run. Uh, yeah, I agree, Mudro. Um, and I think, like I said, there's a disassociation from the political process because people are black, they see Obama as black, and then they just fucking forget everything. Like I said, I think a lot of people voted for Obama out of a sense of just, like, they were disillusioned. Mm -hmm. Like, they just voted, they were like, a black man can make it. I have to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. That nigga's gonna do this, and he's gonna do that. And maybe it's their first time even paying attention to politics. Because you see the arguments they're making, and they're not actually political arguments. They're not actually, um, they're, they're not centered in logic and reason. They're centered nope. in a feeling. Like, I yes. feel like he could do this. I feel like he should do that. And you're like, yeah, but that's not, not really gonna happen. That's yeah. never happened before. And the other people on the other side that are supposed to help this process along, 
are deciding not to help. And like I said, in large part due to the fact that people who voted strictly on a, um, wouldn't it be cool to have a black president didn't go out in 2010 and continue to vote and support him and keep like Tea Party motherfuckers from getting into office. True. They did that, that support eroded, you know? Um, but anyway, Mudslinger wrote in again. I have to respond to at Trojan Scooter who said, uh, his mother is Caucasian. His maternal grandparents raised him by simply holding him to the standard of black. You are ignoring the other side of his heritage and adding to a standard that is nonsensical. I'm sorry to hear that you have lower standards and expectations of our president. Um, why? Now, why? What do you mean lower standards and expectations of the president? He, that's what he said is not about the office of the president. It's about his actual your idea that he just he black. He looked black. Black it up, nigga. Get the blacking. Like it's like that. Like yeah. that. He didn't say anything about I have lower standards Mm-mm. for the president. Yes. I, I think you may. You have to look at the other side too. Yeah, that's some pretty loaded language there. Um, your wording suggests that his inability to meet my political expectations are somehow forgiven because he is biracial. Uh, does your exemption stem from the white privilege or white weakness? Uh, I also ask because we still haven't removed race from the equation, and even if we do. He still hasn't met my expectations of employ. We all have our set of expectations of the president for different reasons. Mine are not invalid just because others have divergent a divergent agenda. Um. Okay, so I, one, I can kind of agree that we all do have our own expectations. And maybe you are a harsher critic, but when you couch your expectations in race, you cannot expect people not to come at you and be like, yeah, but he ain't just black. Yeah. That's not that like that's not unreasonable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he says here, uh, you can say that I'm not fair, nigga. Please, life ain't fair, or else we wouldn't be the 13 percent of the national population, over 50 percent unemployed, and over 60 percent of the prison population. This isn't a classroom; it's the real world. And in the real world, theory only matters to the powerless, oligarchs, and plutocrats. Holla back at your boy. So, uh, all right, mudslinger. Like I said, I I, I don't expect. The reason I'm not really engaging too much is because I don't expect to change somebody's mind. I, this, but this is the kind of shit that's out there that the president deals with. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, all right. So we had episode 228, Big Draws. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll open up. I see a couple people call it. We'll open up the phone, phone lines, lines later yeah, later in the show. We will open up the phone lines. But uh, four comments, of course, uh, on the show. Let's do those first. Mm-hmm. Miss Crisable says, with regard to Martin Luther King and how grandified jump off, and now, and the now grandified jump off, so now they're all grandmamas. <laughs> Might be a bunch of little Martin Luther Kings running around. And we just don't know of them. Ever since high school, in a, I understood men with power cheated on their wives. I, well, that is a cynical way to look at it, but okay. I personally made it known that if I were that type, I would apply a Lewinsky uh, to Obama. But I would know how to keep my mouth shut and keep, well, you'd actually be keeping your mouth open if you Lewinsky'd Obama, but I understand ah, ah. And keep other chicks in line and be respectful to the first lady and daughters. If I were an Obama intern, I would guarantee a chicken head under every desk Obama was behind. Ah. I would keep a great file on them chicks for cleanliness and confidentiality consistently. Constantly reminding them to stay in their lane. And if I were an Obama intern, if Fox News caught a whiff of his fellatio philandering, I pull a grand diversion because that's my prayers, and he's doing a decent job, and he's sexy. Ha ha 
think she just I think she just wanted to suck his dick just cause. I think so too. I don't know this. I don't know it's that complex, lady. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not working right now. Maybe I can move to DC. Well, good luck ruining his marriage. Nicole says <laughs> the title of this episode is hilarious. I mean, it was it was, I was the mean nickname girl in my school, and my friends and I gave this dude I went to high school with the name Big Draws. Oh. It stuck, and every time, eventually, everyone started calling him that. I ran into him several years after high school, and he had draws tatted on his upper arm. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. I agree with Karen. If my baby walked home from daycare, I was I was paying for. Oh, walked home from the daycare I was paying for him to be at. I go up there and act a damn fool. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, there was an article about a like monkey. a. How old was that kid? Five, four, something like that. He walked yes. all the way home from daycare, um, and nobody noticed. So yeah. Carla says, Nick, Nicole, you and me both. These daycares ain't hitting on nothing nowadays. I would have made the news and not in a good way. Girl, yeah. Uh, Carla says this was a great episode. Good to hear from sisters who love sports. I like sports. Won't say I love sports other than track and field. But I was, it was good to hear their perspective. Rod and Karen, as usual, yo, you all are the bomb. That little boy being at home after leaving day, the daycare situation would have been just that. A situation, baby. Baby, I would have tore these... She put it in all caps. Baby, I would have tore these people's heads up. It's funny how, like, after having her on the show, I can I can hear her in her voice. Head. Yes, and, and like, and the thing is, what's funny about that? I can hear it in her voice before we ever talked to her. I, I already knew how she talked just from Twitter. I don't know how. <laughs> like, I had talked to her before. I was like, mm-hmm, that's right. I agree. You got a choker kid. Yeah, hunchab. Uh, <laughs> baby, I would have tore these people's heads up. And his little ass, too, after I made sure he was all right. Yes, ma'am. Children do all kinds of shit. That is why I will continue to tell y'all to get some fish. <laughs> My kids done all kinds of shit, so I know firsthand, LOL. Now, off to see if I can make these red velvet waffles. I hope you enjoy them, honey. Yeah, that was the comment. All right, so let's go to the polls. Um, should they put women in the booth for NFL games? Yes, I'd watch it, 58%. No, stay on the field where you belong, 42%. Well, damn. <laughs> it was a much closer poll than I thought. Yeah, yes, it was. Um, Tyrell says, as long as the woman or uh, woman knew, I guess woman or women. Yes, uh, that's what he meant. Yeah, one, woman or women knew that what they were talking about, unlike Marv Albert, who should really stick, it, stick to basketball, uh, I would be fine with a lady doing color analysis. Uh, Marshall says, of course they can. They should get that. They should get that floozy that's in the booth for Big Ten games on ESPN. Ah, oh, I hear you. <laughs> Took it back to that 1950s uh, chauvinism. Huh? Yes. Get your games up there, Dame. Yes. Game. I pay you to look pretty, not think now. Freshen up my scotch. <laughs> I think a woman like Pam Oliver or Susie Colbert uh, would do a good job in the booth. Says Trojan School. Keith says, yes, women should have an opportunity to work in the booth as analysts and play-by-play people. I have seen many guys who have gotten opportunities to be in broadcasting just because they played the game at a pro level, and they absolutely suck at it. Yes. Emmett Smith. <clears throat> the new the networks need to put more men and women in the booth that have honed their craft at a broadcasting. You never know what people can do until you give them an opportunity. And that's true. Corbin says, I am in support of women in the booth. 
especially if they promise not to gush over the greatness of Troy Aikman's voice. Aaron Rodgers, back to me. Nah, that's man love. Josina Anderson, I can look at her talk about football all day. They have to promise to, to put picture in picture, though. Put the game in the corner and have the screen mostly her talking about the game. Of course, I ain't mean that last sentence, but bringing it back to the straight sexism. I am for competent female commentary. After all, some of the best damn Twitter commentator fans are women. Shout out to the greatness that is Liz underscore locker room. Uh, Mudro says, I'm fine with it as long as they don't F with the feng shui of commentating. Hell, John Madden was in the booth and he was annoying as hell with his obvious observations. Let the ladies cook. Yeah, Madden was the worst. Ah. I mean, we all played that video game, but don't mistake that shit for an endorsement of having him do the games. At some point, it's just like having your grandpa in the room. Yes, and I remember back in 1962 when I was on the field and we called this play and we didn't have no timeouts and I didn't know what to do and it was raining outside and snowing at the same time. Well, the Madden was uh, the play-by-play dude and what would happen a lot of, I mean, the, uh, the analyst, the, you know, the yeah. guy, and what happened a lot of times, he would just break down shit that didn't need to be broke down. Nope. Like, he was like, no, see right there, pause it right there. Uh, you circle this guy right here. That is a hit. Boom. Now, what you see right here is a guy hitting a guy. Uh, you can see he's lowering his helmet down, lining up with his shoulders. And the other guy, no, he's running right here. He's trying not to get hit. Well, he's about to get hit right here. I'm like, dog, what the fuck, man? Unpause this shit and get back to the fucking game. I know what a hit and is. And then this is what happened. Boom. Now, this is when you got to go up and catch it. You got to catch that thing with two hands. You can go with the one hand, but you know, you want a good catch, you go with two hands. He throws it to an area where he got two hands on the pause right there. Boom! Two hands. You're like, come on, man. Shut the fuck up. Can we get back to the game? I'm not a reason. Like, what do you think? I'm sitting at home like, two hands. My first time watching the football. This isn't soccer. I thought this was football. Um, R to the edge says, hell yeah. I listened to a woman in the booth and she knew what she was talking about. Unfortunately, there aren't men, there aren't any women who are former players and coaches, but I'm sure that someone who's been around long enough will have significant things to say. As long as she wore something slutty and made sexy sounds when someone makes a good play. Okay, R to the edge, that is a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not to mean the ladies. Can you imagine? Not at all. Hey, this is uh, Pam Oliver in the booth, though. And uh, with the play-by-play, uh, oh, what a great catch. Ooh, ooh. Yes, don't you like my heels? <laughs> oh, 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 my yes. God. I love the way he's been tackled. <laughs> <laughs> tackle him, baby. Yes. Oh, um, but yeah. Oh, tackle me like that. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess since we can't even have a grown-up discussion about it, <laughs> there's no way it'll ever happen. Um. And, of course, the last poll for episode 229, Sword Season, is upon us. It has a question about Cam Newton and Rihanna. And Ciara. Yes. Uh, sorry, I confused her with Rihanna. They both can't sing. Anyway, dating Ciara, if you're Cam Newton, the poll options are, is dating Ciara losing? Because you can do so much better, Cam. 53% of people think dating Ciara is losing. They didn't see our is winning. She did. 26% of people. Ah! And I don't know 21% of people. So it's much closer than you think. Because 40, it's basically 47% of people are like, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, you're either winning or it don't matter. 
And 53% of people think dating means you're married, I guess. Uh, dating Ciara is losing for someone of his status, but I think it's an okay startup or warm-up chick. Just like his season is going, he's losing, but there's something better ahead. Just wait and see. Who do you think is next? I say Nicki Minaj, big booty, ass, 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 ass. And my thing is this. He might really like Ciara. Y'all just don't like her. Yeah, I, like I said, um, I really do think that that is a race thing. I, I honestly do. I really do. I mean... I'm not saying that white people don't, you know, look at celebs like this and whatnot. Uh, but I, I know, and I per, from personal experience, uh, in white and black circles, that whole like, like I said, I've been to weddings where literally that chick has had sex with three or four other dudes, dudes in, in, the party. in the party, in, in the party, in the party, not That's just right. in the room, no, in the, in the party. party. And right. you know what? Them motherfuckers happy as hell, dog. Yes, everybody cool with that. Fuck can I say? Yes, you know sir. what I mean? That, that shit is slanderous in a black red. But that mother, I seen the best man. Um, Keith says, uh, in the words of the scholar Ray J, be who you want to be, love who you want to love. It's winning if he likes her. I agree. That's how I feel about it. Jay Jones says, dating Sierra seems like losing. Like, and he puts dating in caps. Like, dating? Sierra seems like losing. But if you just tapping that with an occasional dinner thrown in, it's not losing as much. I don't think it's losing at all. Maybe I'm the only one looking like that. I, I, apparently, I am the only one that thinks Sierra is is attractive and not a hoe bag. Apparently, I'm the only one that thinks that. I know. I don't have we, a problem with I must be that old. I'm out of the loop. I just don't see her as just like, oh my gosh, Sierra? Really, nigga? You want to do that? Yeah. You know, it's not like I say, oh, he's jaded Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah, something like, like that. Like, well, yeah. we know she has fucked hundreds of guys. That is a good point. Like, I don't know, man. Trojan Scooter says, I don't know if it's a win or a loss because we don't know what other options he has. If he's dating Ciara over some run-of-the-mill chick, it's definitely a win. If it's Ciara or some other comparable beauty, then it's a toss-up. Um, Hope Snoggenhouse says, this seems like one of those cases where you have a dude that gets rich slash famous and is able to date a chick that he probably had a crush on when he was a kid. I would not I would not mess with Sierra in his position. The Bow Wow stuff and the man rumors. Well the man rumors. You think she's a man though, Pope? You think she's a man? Or you think motherfuckers are jealous and say anything? Cause, That's right. Come on, man. A man, a man though, dog. That like that was when I was like, people hate. Yeah. A man? Like you really? Like you just gonna pull a dick out. Oh, oh, oh my god. You kept this 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 secret so long. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about in that episode. It's just, I don't know. It just pissed me off all the fucking double standards. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, yes. you know, the Bow Wow stuff. She slept with Bow Wow. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Hope forever. The and end. that's only because you hear about it, know about it. But it's normal girls who, you know, date dudes all the time that they know. That yeah, Pope, Sna- Pope Snangerheim used to date a chick that dated Bow Wow. He don't even know that. Ah, ah, she'll, ah. she'll never tell him now. Ever. She's like, well, I'm not going to suck your dick with that trick I did to Bow Wow. No, no, brother. You don't not. get the good blow jobs. No, no, I will not lift your balls this time. No, yeah, sir. I know if I go beyond the level C blow job, you will think something's up. Yes. But let us get, let, but let me get rich and famous. Watch my goons beat the hell out of Freddie Prince Jr. While I make a run at Sarah Michelle Gellar. Also, Tyra Banks could get it into her 80s. But she's had sex with a, a man, a uh, two. Isn't she a hoe? It's Tyra Banks. Uh, R to the Edge says, ah. I mean, Sierra can sing. She's pretty. She can do that backbending thing. Why not? I mean, she does have some really long toes. 
But hey, nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh, hey, Reggie, Reggie is funny as shit. Man. Yes, he is. <laughs> he does have some really long toes, though. I mean, you know. Footwork, footwork, hey. Alright, we do emails and then we do that voicemail and then we'll take calls. Yes. Alright, so Chill wrote in. Mud Slingers, shut the fuck up. Uh-oh. This is from last week, too. This isn't even the shit we said this week. Uh-oh. First of all, what qualifies how black a motherfucker is other than their skin color? What the fuck do you want from the guy? First, for all the things you said in that bullshit rant, there are a few things that you're leaving out. The main thing being that. We- being look what the fuck this dude walked into an economic collapse that spanned the globe two wars a part of congress that has no clue another part that wants to see him fail and a third of the country that wants to put a bullet in his head are you really one of the sim- those simple niggas who think you can fix 12 years worth of problems in three and since you brought up race as a reason for him not getting shit done think about this do you really think them crackers gonna let a nigga do what the fuck he want to do if history tells us anything, it tells us that the first black anything always catches the most hell. Think about it. The first black kids to go to a white school, the first black player in the major league, etc. Now, I could understand if you think he doesn't use the bully pulpit uh, enough to effectively communicate his messages, or that some of the bull that some of the bills that he has passed into law seem to be somewhat incomplete or a little perplexing. But to be so ignorant and dismissive and equate a lack of results with not being black enough is a bunch of acting like you know but you really don't know. Talking about talking points bullshit. You can't do it by he can't do it by himself. Remember, we have to be the change that we want to see, get a clue. Shit. Yeah, that's a good response to it. Um I think that's the kind of response it's gonna elicit from certain people because it's like if you're only going to judge them through the prism of blackness, and you're not really going to come out and say what political things he hasn't accomplished that you feel he should have accomplished, because that's the thing. Muslinger doesn't get specific. He doesn't say, well, this is the issue politically. It's always just, he black. What the fuck? He black. Like, like I just, like, it's like you, well, sir, what is your right with him? He, he ain't doing black shit. Black people still in prison, dog. What up? Like, well, they're gonna be in prison after him. They're gonna be in prison before him. He can't just write the the get niggas out of prison bill. That 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 will. You think the fucking jobs bill, which would have guaranteed somewhere around two million jobs, won't pass? You think that shit? They can't get two million jobs for black and white people and everybody else. Yes, everybody. You can't get that passed, but somehow the get niggas out of jail bill that that's gonna pass. No, it ain't. Chill says to Mister Leonard Brothers. Of course, I'm I'm all about dick sucking. I've got ten of them. I mean, what the fuck did you think I'd be about? Ah! Drag racing? Don't you like getting your dick sucked? Well, so do I. With your selfish ass. Like I can't enjoy getting my shit sucked on. Man, I thought you knew. But since you fucks with me, it's all good. Nice hearing from you. Chill. <laughs> Chill is the fucking greatest. Oh, oh God! Um, Carol said, uh, "Well, chill. I, I want you to real name." Chill says, "Was y'all niggas actually talking about the best way to be covered in piss?" She's talking me and you now, Karen. Okay. Did you got? Because we talked about that peeing in the pool, and I was like, I don't think I'm down. I don't know. Lisa's chemicals. Uh, it's deep. Uh, did you guys actually say that it's better to swim and pee than be peed on? Really, Karen? Did you actually say? <laughs> You can at least swim around the pee in the pool. And at least with R. Kelly, you can see the pee coming. <laughs> what the fuck kind of twisted multiple choice is this? Is your idea... 
Is this your idea of rationalization? Maybe I heard it wrong, so I'll move on. As far as the women in sports discussion, I think Karen hit it on the head when she said, for the most part, that sports is an all-boys club, and a woman's role has always been defined as, just make us some sandwiches. With that being said, has, I think I said that, but it's kind of, with that being said, he ha, has anyone ever thought about it from a sexual point of view? Uh-oh. Yes. Let's talk about it. I remember when females were first allowed in locker rooms at the games, and it was not pretty. What about the majority of women who simply could give two fucks about sports? To me, all those things factor into the debate. What do you and Karen think about it? Um, yeah, it does. Okay, it does factor in that there's a, not a lot of women sports fans. I get that. Compared to men, yes. But also think about it like this. Black people make up 13% of the U.S. population. The average person, the average fan that is having articles written for them, presentation of the game for them, towards their point of view, is a white man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, well, we should have 13% black sports announcers uh, it, because the coverage isn't really for them. You know, or, you know, black people uh, aren't into uh, enough of the sports to even have representation or whatever. I think because, you you know, I think there was a point in time where you could have made those arguments before we said let's 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 try to get to our higher standard let's let's not just let's be fair to everyone let's give people a chance to have their voices heard um whether they represent a small dynamic or bigger picture i do feel like we need to get them included in there and just by the fact that you're putting women on the field to do the 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 sideline announcing you're already kind of not you but you know the 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 people who do the show, they're already kind of admitting like, yeah, we need to get women in here somehow. We just don't know how big a role we want to give them. Um, And and then the locker room thing, I think that's a non-factor. People people say the same shit about like, well, if you let a gay dude play sports, he he just gonna jump in the fucking locker room and fuck everybody in the ass in the shower and suck their dicks. Um, I kind of feel like women can control themselves. They won't drop to their knees and suck a dude's dick. As they do the article, or do as the as they do in the porn. Come yeah. on, no, not even if it's not a yeah. This is a, a lock. It's a professional person yes, in the locker room. That's what I'm saying. The dude's not gonna be unable to control himself and just fuck her yeah, and write and live the on thing, the air. You know, they act like a you know woman walking in the locker room. She see dick. She's like, oh, she just go crazy. No, that's not realistic. She's professional. She's being paid to be there. Yeah. So I mean, I I think that there those are issues that people might feel a certain way about, but it shouldn't keep them from trying to accomplish the bigger picture and then I mean there's already women reporters who cover sports that have been in the locker room I'm saying why not the booth the booth ain't the locker room you ain't gonna see no dicks up there you know why Why not give them, give them a chance man I really would like to hear it I mean and, and there are women that know their shit they're, they're doing college announcing yes. um, I, I hope hopefully we'll see that shit within the next 5 to 10 years we'll see women NFL announcers and that would be cool I hope so we need different perspectives Oh, P.S. She been drinking the shit. But um, Bokeen says, I know you probably answered this question a shit fuckness amount of times on the air, but I curious, I'm curious to know where did the title of the Blackout Tips come from other than defying stereotypes? I'm wondering if there's a story behind it. After all, we can call our shit Consumption Junction, uh, not white guy who got a fat dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the name just came from a blog that I started um, a long time ago. Yes. Um, and there's really not much more significance to it. There was no huge thought put into it. I told a couple people about the title. For some reason, it stuck out to them and, and 
intrigued them. And uh, that's kind of how it started, man. I, I wanted a way to define myself. And it was me just writing a blog by myself. So there was no, like, caring to write, chime in at the time. But when we did the podcast, I decided I want to do a podcast, but only with Karen. I don't want to do any episodes by myself. I don't want to do... Um, a solo show. I wanted to be with my wife, who I think is hilarious, <laughs> who has all kinds of feedback and stuff, and we talk all the time. She's we do. We have great conversations. We're always, you know, we have fun, entertaining company and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, why change the name? Because I'm basically taking the blog to the podcast. Yeah. And I don't want to. I just didn't want to have a bunch of names. It's like, yeah. come check out the Blackout Tips blog, but. You know, the such and such podcast. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's keep the names the same. Let's just keep it, you know? And we thought about it and talked about it for a long time. And it's finally was like, we already got this one name. Let's, Let's see what happens. With it, yes. Rainbow Comstock writes in Greetings, Rod and Karen. I first heard you on episode 28, Race Trades of Consumption Junction. And have been listening to slash downloading your podcast like a fiend ever since. Starting with episode 203. Thank you. Nothing warms my freezer burned heart like hearing current events and everyday happenings. Ah! Fried hard and ratchetness. <laughs> that is a great way to describe my podcast. Yes. Uh, fried hard and ratchetness. Um, in addition, if not for you two, I wouldn't have been aware of all the sword ratchetness that is taking place stateside and internationally. Yes, man, I do agree that licenses for swords may be in order. Uh, episode 229. As I shared with Karen via Twitter a while back, it truly is a shame. Chill isn't there. Nevertheless, yes. she and Toya keep me in stitches whenever they show up. Yes. However... There's the order of getting these dreaded three words chill uttered at the end of episode 225 out of my head. I mean, if a woman has that affliction, then she'll need a gynecologist, a priest for a deluxe exorcism, and Joe Pesci. Shut up. Yeah, she won't even say the words. And I'll say them. Grilled cheese pussy. Ugh! Oh! Oh, chill. Why'd you bring that into my life? Nobody needed to know that. No, and I love grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, oh. oh. I'm sorry. Speaking of Twitter, I haven't eaten the grilled cheese since. Me either. I was <laughs> like, oh, no, take that no, off. No, Even white people had to shut it. Like, oh, I love cheese, but not, not this that, much. No. no. Speaking of, oh, do you think white people just yeah, ate it anyway? It's like, grilled. they were eating a grilled cheese sandwich. And they heard that, and they was like, hmm, sounds good anyway. Yes, I just take it in the ball. I don't get it. What was wrong with her vagina? Speaking of Twitter, I have to step away for for for. I had to step away uh, from from that for a while. Now I just tweet every other day or so. I was losing my faith in humanity at an accelerated rate. Per episode two twenty one, I really wanted to give the Libertarian Party a shot, but then reality demanded that I reconsider. You couldn't be more right. People ain't shit, man. Sigh. I think Libertarian is a fun because I used to say I was Libertarian. It's just fun. It just sounds so fucking fun. Like, hey, you know what? Smoke weed. I don't give a fuck. You want a prostitute? Do that shit. Yeah, we just taxi. That's all. Yeah, you want to hit a line of blow before you go pilot a plane? I don't care, dog. As long as you ain't hurting nobody. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds fun. Oh, your house on fire? Fuck it, man. We'll just get the boys together, get some water hoses, and put it out for you. 
We're all family. Mm-hmm. And then I realized people ain't gonna do none of this shit. Mm-hmm. People are motivated by profit, selfishness, and greed. Mm-hmm. They don't give a flying fuck about that oh, shit. Watch your shit burn. That's what they'll do. <laughs> they be like, it shit's burning. Well, I'm going to continue eating my grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. Um, in any event, keep the party going. And um, I would say let her cook. But uh, I hear folks are taking him halfway seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want him to turn the stove off? Consumption Junction, she does. Everybody wants her to turn it off. Yes. Consumption Junction 35, right? I suppose you and Karen do need to go half on a private jet rental with Chris. I like to think that Groupon has a deal along those lines <laughs> or will before the election. Sincerely. For real. Like, Groupon, Groupon's, uh, the title of Groupon's emails is just changing to like, hey man, I got this jet. <laughs> hey, you want to go half on a private plane? Oh, I gotta go. Hook on the cops. <laughs> then they email again later. Alright, I'm back, nigga, but it's not a jet anymore. It's a car. Yes. <laughs> what you got now? Uh, Lorraine, a.k.a. the Bionic Negress, a.k.a. or at the T-H-E underscore Rain, R-A-N-I, wait, R-A-I-N-E, B-E-A-U-X. She's one of them fancy Negroes that spells it. You fancy, huh? Yeah, it's the rainbow, but it's, you know, spells all nice and stuff. P.S. My donation will arrive shortly and you... And you somehow inspired me to cop an iPod Touch within the next six months. That's awesome. Cool. We inspiring people, baby. Um, Greg Hurd called in and said, We are all hoes. That's Tyler's email. Uh-oh. Hey, Rod and Karen, what it, what it is, what it looked like. Sorry, I just watched The Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that line. Yes. What it is. Uh, after listening to episode 229, I thought of a concept that some dudes look for in a woman. Which is impossible to find because it can't exist. The virgin slut. Some men expect their wives or girlfriends to be experienced but virginal. If you sleep with a woman and she does some specific, special things, you have to accept the fact that she has some practice somewhere. Yes, she did. I also will apply the Twitter logic that, that knowledge of sex with someone makes you a hoe. I have knowledge that Ron and Karen have slept together, therefore they are both hoes. That's how it works, right? <laughs> right? Damn, people are stupid and nosy. And apparently lonely. I bet folks who made the comments about ah! Sierra were also excited about the Tupac sex tape. You meet peeping sons of hoes because your mothers had sex and are hoes according to Twitter logic. Well, my mom didn't have sex, but I know what you mean. Yes, she in the, no, in the voice of Ed. <laughs> in the voice of Ed from Good Burger, I'm a hoe, she's a hoe, he's a hoe, because we're all hoes. Hey, word to Tebow. Thanks, Greg. We are uh, Mudslinger wrote in again. I had a nepotism dream. Hello. Well, suffering suck attached, Rod. You went hard as hell on my email like I was arguing with your aunt about Mike Vick. No worries. Thanks for the black love. Understand that the president couldn't have been elected without pandering to white people, but now he has a job. He can stop. Well, he wants to be reelected, so that's... Come on, political process here. But um, he can stop bowing his head to racist Republicans because there is no point. No matter what he says or does, their minds are made up. That nigga could slay the Antichrist and Republicans or try to impeach him on murder charges. <laughs> but it harkens back to his own childhood. He told us that his grandmother that raised him was a racist, but he still loved her. I'm not a psychologist, but that has to fuck with your perceptions on life a little bit. We can't deny that could be why he allows racial tensions to simmer unchecked. Well, what? how can he stop racial tensions, though? 
Because you say it's somewhere unchecked, but that's America, baby. Yeah. No president can stop racial tensions. Like, that's kind of the thing. Like, and you, you are judging him on his blackness here, but what statement could he make that would ease racial tension? None. And even your uh, first assertion, which is, well, he can stop bowing his head, you know, tell these Republicans what's what. That's going to create more racial tension. That's not going to stop it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I don't know. He says, but I'll... And, and, and uh, another ahead, thing, when he was talking about his grandmother uh, being racist, there are black folks that got black grandparents that are racist. So that mm-hmm. has to, to me, that's an irrelevant statement. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that yeah. Is that, no, I agree. Just because you love somebody who is fucked up doesn't make you fucked up. No, it doesn't. Like, what is he? Oh, well, Grandmama, I, I'm moving out. But you're only five, Barack. <laughs> Fuck you, Grandmama. I don't deal with this racist bullshit. Nope. You know? And also, it doesn't allow for the fact that he also, in that same speech, talked about how his grandmother grew mm-hmm. from dealing with him. And that's, quite often, that is how most people break out, break of, out of those stereotypical uh, racial bonds and stuff is by experience getting to know other people and you go oh shit they not all bad I was harboring resentment I should not have had um but I'll still vote for him because I stand to benefit economically from the Tea Party's destruction of uh I'll still vote for him because I stand to benefit economically from the Tea Party's destruction of the economy solely to remove the fear of a black man in power but seriously Rod most of us don't care that Barack acts black I'm in a small minority of people that care that he looks black to the ignorant plebeians of the world who control hiring, firing, scholarships, etc. But only interact with blacks through social media imagery. In a world mired in ignorance and ruled from by form over substance, his public perception should be understood as most critical to the advancement of black people as a whole and not simply for individuals. But that, that, that's, that's, no, I don't agree with that statement. It should be he represents everybody as a whole. Right, in America. Yes, you know, when he passed things for jobs, when he passed things for school, when he passed these things, it just so happened that black people a lot of times fall in the majority of these categories. So they're going to benefit more than any other race, but everybody benefits from it. Yeah. Uh, he also says, I had serious reservations about Barack's ability to accomplish anything due to the bullshit that comes along with race, let alone the beef between political parties. But I hope that he wouldn't completely waste my vote. Simply put, I feel like he should be hollering at everyone who reneged on their support of his administration, not just the CBC. That's one of the things that bothers me. Um, well, here's the thing, though. He, like, and this, this, people are sensitive to being, having a mirror held up to them, right? He has said things to other constituencies, but people, but we as black people just don't pay attention to that shit. That's right. Like when he basically told uh, 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 Israel, like, hey, y'all should go back to them old quarters, man. And the fucking Republicans jumped this shit like, no, man, you can't say that to the Jews. They are friends and shit, son. And and it was like, yeah, but, um, you know, that, so nobody had this outrage from black people like, but you see how he told them Jewish people that shit and they support him? Like, no, we were just like, yeah, so I don't care about you, so I don't care that he just told them <laughs> yes. to basically go That's fuck themselves about that land that they want. He didn't, he didn't say, y'all didn't say that. Y'all don't even see that. And y'all, and I've seen black people bring that up as he didn't say that shit to them Jews and like, well, he actually did say things that they didn't like. Yes, he did. He has said things they don't want to hear. Yeah. But you don't, you know, you yeah, don't want to hear that, that shit. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, that I think I think, and you know, not to mention when he tells people to get out and support him, 
the message can get twisted one way or the other. You know, MSNBC reports him talking to the CDC as this stern, stop complaining and get the fuck out of here. And then if you actually spent some time to watch the speech, that's not that tone at all. It's a tone of encouragement. Come with me. Let's fight this together. You can't just be on the sidelines. We got to go in here and battle this shit out. You know, come to him with a plan. Come to him with, like, that's another thing. Some, some people just like to complain. They don't have a plan. They don't, like, these other organizations that pander to the, that, uh, that try to get uh, the president to accomplish political goals for them, they have political goals. They have plans. They have things that are like, look, these are the steps we would like to see you take. Have you once seen a CBC plan to get jobs? I'll wait. What 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 are the talking points that they have other than niggas ain't got jobs? Okay, so what do you want to do about that? What do you want to do? Because other people lobby to the president by coming to him like, look, if you do this, then we think this will fix our problem. Yeah. We're just coming to him like, black people ain't working, son. Figure it out. You know what I mean? It don't work like what that. up with Detroit? It's like, well, I did fucking pass the big, the um, a lot of give a lot of money to car people that kept that shit from going out of out of business. I mean, you know, you're welcome to drive a Ford, motherfucker. Don't like what do you want? <laughs> what was he supposed to do? Like I was, like I don't know, man. And not to mention, you know, stuff like ending the Iraq War when he said he would. You know, just announced that he's going to end that shit. Uh, just all the troops will be out by the end of the year, like he said. Stuff like that, you know, where it's just one of those, like, okay, you just... But nobody cares Nobody gives that, a fuck about that. Right. You know, that's not black enough, you know? Anyway. Um, I also don't respect him going to the MLK Memorial talking about, don't let Martin Luther King's dream die by not doing your part to reelect me. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that's just some shameful shit. Using Martin Luther King as some emotional collateral to shame niggas into voting for him. But wait a minute, bro, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. Now wow. you're now you're okay. You're okay with the whole he's black president and blackity blackness and all this shit. But not but not when he says it. I thought you were for him talking about race. You know? And what do you mean shame niggas in the vote for him? Niggas vote at a ninety something percent clip for Democrats. No one gotta be shamed in the vote for him. And then I have to mention when he was elected, there were ninety million odd fucking this is the realization of Martin Luther King's dream. This is us being judged by the content of our character and not by the color of our skin. But don't say it. That's a shame. Anyway, but but he's a politician. The other thing, I guess, the reason I wouldn't be shocked by, he's a politician, dog. That's like, right. I, I don't know why. Look, he black and he seemed like a cool dude and all that. This nigga is still a goddamn politician. I don't know what y'all think politicians do. That's right. But there's this thing called pandering. That's the fuck they do. It's just what they do. I'm more surprised by his ability to not completely sell out. Because I'm, I'm, man, if it was me, man, I'd be like, I'm angry with y'all niggas too. And then I go talk to them Jewish people. Yeah, man, let's take Palestine back. Fuck it. Like, I just, I would not tell y'all the hard truths of like, well, you know, Negroes need education and I need y'all to help me fight. I wouldn't say that to none of y'all. I'd just be like, y'all right, son. And then just walk out. Like, I don't know why he wastes his time. I show up at that MLK rally. MLK was the goddamn greatest. I'm out. (laughs) Vote for me 2012. Um, But it's a sad and pathetic form of nepotism only because MLK never knew him or endorsed him. Um, In fact, I believe MLK would ask him, what have you done for me lately? 
Yeah, you know, like how MLK always asks people. Um, so wait, you know what Martin Luther King would have did, but not him? So, okay, alright, so in that one sentence, I, I guess you must know MLK or he must have endorsed you. Because you just said Martin Luther King would say, I don't even, what have you done for me lately? What is he, Janet Jackson? <laughs> I don't expect the president to create jobs. That's the responsibility of financial markets, not governments. But maybe he can use his executive order powers, which allow him to bypass congressional scrutiny, to reform government structure and begin shedding light on and affecting the structure of agencies that harm or hinder the investment investment of minorities. So right there, you want him to do something that has never been done before. Why? Because he's black. And that's why I disagree with you. I just never expected something like that. I think you expected some black Superman shit, and I just don't see it that way. Um, I still have a white friend, quote-unquote, from college, who hates the president, and the thing he fears most about Obama is his use, the use of executive orders for that exact reason stated above. But he's not going to do that. No, no president has ever done that. No president has ever just been like, executive order, my nigga, uh, new government, remix. Nobody has ever done that <laughs> shit. And it don't work like that. And on top of that, no matter what he does, that shit always has a Senate vote a congress vote it's some shit attached to that yeah that simple matter of fact that's the you know that issue of distrust with him from your white friend is because he's also judging him the way you judge him he black he gonna do some he black he gotta do some (laughs) shit just to help black people that's right you know i don't know i just find that shit to be perplexing but for real y'all martin luther king never wanted a black president he just wanted okay so now you're speaking for him again he just wanted to be able to freely and openly fuck white women. Just like most other more popular Negro activists of that era. But can you blame them, my nigga? Hell no. I love my wife and black women. But that's but there's nothing as sweet as fresh white meat. Shout out to 95% of all black athletes, entertainers, and mainstream media activists. Much love. Seacrest out. Alright, Mudslinger. Wow. Peace. Let me get one more up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I actually got two more uh, to do, and then we'll uh, do the voicemail and uh, open up the phones. Walter says, what what it do, you crazy mofo? Sword, sword season is my new shark week. I may even buy a sword with your TBGWT hashtag engraved on the hilt. No. Son of a bitch. You two rule. I would write more, but I'm listening to yesterday's episodes. I type, showing you two some love. Rod loves family feud. Oh, what? Oh, you don't get that. Cause Steve Harvey's hosting it. Yes. Mm, son of a bitch. Okay. Oh. We got five Bentleys outside, nigga, from Reggie. Ah, ah. All to the edgy on Twitter. What up? What up, y'all? Been loving this show. Loving the show this week as always. I was thinking about the Obama shit that happened during the podcast last week and stuff that happened this week, and I had a thought. Bin Laden and getting the troops out of Iraq will go down as two of the biggest things that happened in Obama's first term. What does it say to the president that that about his presidency that two of his biggest accomplishments were achieved without the help of Congress? Mm-hmm. While his biggest legislative victory, the health care bill, repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell, is a close second and was almost immediately repealed and used as a Republican talking point. Um, I'll say this. First of all, I don't want to say that getting the troops out of Iraq was accomplished strictly by Obama. What happened was that timetable was set by George Bush. Now, my belief is that that timetable was set to set up, set Barack Obama up to fail. 
because he knew that whoever the next, he didn't know it was going to necessarily be Obama, but he knew whoever was the next president was going to be was going to be Democrat. So he was like, look, what could be a bigger issue right before time to vote than saying you got to get these troops out? Because that war was a quagmire, but every, all the military logic we had on there at the time was you have to stay. You have to fight the fight. You have to, we have to, we don't leave till we achieve victory. What does victory look like? We don't know. So we ain't leaving. And he just basically waited it out and said, okay, now, now we can roll. And I think that that shit was kind of dope, but I don't want to just give him all, like he, I give him credit for sticking to it. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, temperament to, to, to sustain, uh, especially military. I mean, we send those motherfuckers over to win wars. We don't send them over to say, eh, Ali Ali Ox are free. Let's go home. So, so, um, I, I think that, you know, that, that is definitely something that, uh, he stuck to and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the don't ask, don't tell. Um, I, you know, that, that's a, that's dope. Something that was actually initiated in the Clinton, uh, regime. People never talk about that shit. Um, yeah, obviously the healthcare bill, but you know, like I said, the people that you see complaining on the racial aspect of it, they're not bringing up political actual things that are accomplished. They, to me, they don't sound like they know about politics. I'm going to be quite honest with you. They sound like he black and I want black shit to happen. The end. Anyway, I mean, you already said people ain't shit and I agree, but goddamn, Congress, Democrats included, won't let my president be great. I mean, what else do we have to do for them to actually cooperate with his agenda? I know. Make titties and carrot cake day a national holiday. A lot of people would I'd vote that. for that. Me too. Or maybe he can have one of those FDRS fireside chats on an episode of The Black... No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> President Obama can never come on here. No. Please stay away from this show. I'm not trying to ruin your career. Yeah, as I say, we would even object to that. I'm already getting enough flack helping Herm with, with my sarcastic ass <laughs> comments. <laughs> Either way, either way, after sizing up the crop of GOP candidates, I'm sure they're already thinking about ways to make the term two better. Exactly. Uh, keep up the great work. Y'all can't wait to be on the show again. Team Cook, We Cook Medium Team, and on top of that, ready. All right, let me check vocal for questions real quick. Oh, wait, let me play this voicemail. I almost forgot. I got a voicemail to play. Um, so we'll start there. This is Bishop Eddie Long, a.k.a. the Holy Shake Weight. You know I'm a listener of the show, and I call in there once in a while. I've been busy, you know, my congregation. Just pay them boys that the Lord told me to fuck. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, I'm listening to the show, you know this. And uh, the stuff you've been doing has been getting to me. The past few weeks, you've been you've spreading the ideas of a false idol that goes by the name of Tim Tebow. Now you can you can worship the house of Tebow, but see the little boy, uh, he'll come in through the back door uh, and he put that thing in your back. He'll go a little too far, uh, in your neck uh, and ease your mind. Uh, he'll turn you around. Uh, and he'll look you in the face, ah, kneel you down, ah, and spray you with the holy cheers, ah. Now don't worry, ah, if you get in your eyes, ah, cause it won't sting, ah, it won't burn, ah. If you put in your hair, ah, you can wash it out, ah. It tastes even better, ah, when it's in your mouth, 
Bishop Eddie Long. Yeah, he wasn't too interested in me. Leaving the voices. I don't, for some reason, he only likes talking to me. Yes. I don't know you what is up with Eddie. Like, and rock, you know, I, yeah. I thought that important. Apparently that, not. Yeah, last time he called, I couldn't go on a plane trip. Apparently the Lord wants to put that thing in my back. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> ah, I think somebody else may have left a voicemail, baby. Uh, nah, that's the only one. Oh, that's the only oh, that's voicemail. Little, okay, did you um, see? Yeah, I, I'll okay. see. Yeah, if you go in here and look at the voicemail. Like, okay, no problem. We had some missed calls, but I'll Oh, pick. okay. Oh, wait, no, no, no. We did get a voicemail. Okay, let me play this. My bad. Shit. Oh, now y'all shit want to work, huh? Okay, before when I call, I get some little old snooty snotty English woman who <laughs> lost my dog on messages. You know, okay, so this week, y'all want to answer the phone. Okay, that, that's cool. Hey, I know it's... You probably haven't opened the phone lines yet, but I'm going in blind. My computer decided to take a doo-doo. I'm talking about a strange shit. And I'm just here sick to my damn stomach looking at a black screen. So, you know, that's me. If you've been hearing the phone ring through the show, that's been me, man. Ain't like a damn fool. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, I want to call and say what's up. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's what I want to talk about. But... You know, I'm limited to what two minutes or so. I ain't gonna get into it, but this is what I want everybody out there to think about, okay? Pussy, dick, and pineapples, okay? Mm. Let me repeat it pussy, dick, and pineapples, all right? Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't get with y'all live this week and holler at you. Hey, I'm still showing love though. It's Saturday, it's a little after 11. I don't know what the hell time. I, y'all niggas ain't even running on CP time. Fuck that. Y'all, I don't know what the hell kind of time y'all running on. <laughs> but hey, hey, think about you and I'll holler at y'all next week. Okay? Have a good one. You too, chill. Thank you Peace. for calling in. Alright, we got a couple questions. I actually had to go at 12 because I have to do another show with my girl uh, Lena from What's New Lena. We're going to talk about some Jersey Shore. But uh, let me first uh, take some questions. Yes. Steve Warner writes in, he can go with Jack Tatum, who I believe is a sports person. But uh, yeah, Tatum, that is a man's name more than just Tatum. That's all. Uh, Got another question here from Three Crazy Gamers. What's the show about? (laughs) It's about ratchetness. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. We don't have time to go into details. (laughs) I wish we did. Um... Ra, are you sure you want death panels? If they are enacted, someone may use this on you one day. You well, when you get a certain amount of age, you should be ready to go. Okay? Ah, you had your bad facts. I seen Logan's <laughs> run. And wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a relief to know? Go 
Don't you, wouldn't you want to know? Like, let me just stop fucking with these Citibank bills and ball out for this last year and a half. Fuck it. I ain't making it past some death panels. I know. I ain't shit. And maybe people will start being shit. You know, people, a lot of people ain't shit just because they know they ain't, you know, they ain't got to be shit. Oh, we got a phone call. Hey, Yo, you're on the Blackout Tips. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Shani. What up, Shani? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I can't complain. I am calling to let you know I know who Papa Wu is. You know who Papa Wu is? Yeah. Y'all may have been wondering why I've been gone for so long. I've been doing some constructive investigations. I know who Papa Wu is. Who is it? Oh, who is it? Now I need to know the mystery. See, you got to take it all the way back. See, remember that group, Arrested Development? Yeah, yes. I remember that. The them. Tennessee group? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that old black man who was jumping around in the background? Mm-hmm. But never yeah. got a chance to say nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pop- That's Papa Boo. It made sense. Wow. It made sense, man. Because that, like that seemed like a crew that he would kick it with. It does, doesn't it? Exactly, and the first time they put him on a song, he talked for 22 hours. The, lo- the last song on the ah! first album, they let him talk on it, and that song was like 20 minutes long. The one where they talking about, uh, we must stop being washed away, and he goes off on this, like, epic rant. And all of a sudden, they're like, hold on, man, you make this into a double album, so they kicked him off. <laughs> so he spent about, so he spent about two or three years, you know, as a vagrant. Wandering, he had to walk from Tennessee to to Shaolin. So <laughs> as he walked, he spread his he spread his gospel, and he eventually know about arrested development. And then they were like, "Man, who are you talking to?" And he has this speech impediment, so he was like, "Who? Who am I talking to? Who are you talking to?" And nobody knew his name. Nobody knew his name, right? Because he's traveling, and he's traveling. He's telling them about who he's talking to. So people was like, hey man, you seen Papa Boo yet? And he got up to Ghostface. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Ghost was like, Ghost was like, Papa, Papa Boo? No, Papa Woo. You mean the father of Wu Tang? Because Ghost went down and found him. He was actually in New Jersey chilling with Joe Budden in there. So <laughs> all of a sudden, see, see, if you really listen, you can hear him through Album's timelines. Like after he went to the Wu Tang and did his, did his Mandela talk. Then he moved to Detroit, and he was on Dwayne shit, but he changed his name again. He was Papa Yo. Oh, oh, oh. it's deep. Papa Wu was a nigga from Arrest Development. He became Papa Yo, and now if you really look, he was on that, um, there's this old school HBO cartoon that used to have the different tellings of fairy tales, and it was hosted by Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Papa Wu was the one who wrote Danny Glover's script. So it gets real psyched. I'm telling you. Papa Wu's been around the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like you figured it all out, Rashani. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm telling you. I feel like you did the good investigation. I'm wondering, like, where did Rashani go? Why didn't he call me in? I've been doing some investigation on that ass. I'm Get proud to the of you. Thank you. We appreciate no your problem. service, man. Um, no problem. All right, well, I'm about to get up out of here real quick, but thank, thanks thank for Thank you for calling, Make babe. sure y'all check them out, single simulcast. Um, have a good one, dude. Y'all too. Peace. Peace. Um, all right, we got a couple more questions in the room I want to take before we get off the air. Um, <clears throat> Canuck Duke sends in the question. 
even though it's a, it's against the Dolphins, do you expect Tebow to perform miracles on Sunday? Uh, Tebow performs ah, miracles every, every day. Every okay, every first Sunday. of all. That's right. Um, so this Sunday will not be an exception. Nope. Second of all, did you know they're honoring him at the stadium? They yeah. are. And his, yeah, his college days at Florida. Wow. So, yeah, even though he's playing for the other team. Ah! That's like, we still gonna celebrate you. Yeah. So it always seems like a fitting place for him to drop some miracles on y'all asses. Yes. Um, alright, and here's another question from my man Phil Lyrics, Uh-oh. which I accidentally dropped. Uh-oh. God damn! Sorry, Phil. That's with a blank about my blanket. Oh, what about it? Where is it at? It's right here. Yeah, she's just, yeah, she, I guess she, the air wasn't on yet, and she no. wasn't as cold and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, alright, man, so, uh, that's it. Looks like we have no more questions. Um, you need to wrap this up so I can get on with Lena and talk about Jersey Shore. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for thank y'all for spreading the word. Thanks for everybody that did chat. Yes. Uh Thank you, Mudslinger, for coming through and uh, you know telling everybody that you agreed and that you was wrong in the first place in the chat. And I appreciate that, man, because <laughs> you know it's, sometimes you just gotta drop that knowledge on a dude, man. I you know Mudslinger was big enough to come in the chat and apologize to everybody. So thank you very much. Um, uh, so, uh, all right, everybody, man. Um, tomorrow's show, we will have uh, the ladies from uh, Hey You Know It podcast. Yes, we will. Who I can't wait to talk to. Yes. Uh, Jaquetta and Kathy or Katie. Or, yes. I don't know. She, she got one of them white names. You, know, like, you ever have like white people that have too white a name? So it's like you can't remember if it's like oh, it's almost it was so too, generic. Like Emily. Yes. Like Emily and Elizabeth. Like if so, like if I meet a white person, a white girl named Emily Elizabeth. I need a nickname. Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck that up. But anyway, ah! we'll talk to both of those sassy ladies tomorrow. Yes, we will. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys uh, Thursday. So, yes. until then, love, love you. you. Imagine if this was the last rhyme I ever wrote, the last words that I ever spoke. Nope, I'm going to keep serving them because there's somebody out there that never even heard of him or the songs I be murdering. Now it's a whole herd of men that following this footstep. I did it all to get a rep and it worked out. Now my sisters Kirk out when they hear me on the radio. Here we go with the steady flow. I'm the best since sliced bread, but you already know how it goes when me and Tay be composing over instrumentals and I'm holding. We not hot niggas scolding. I told men, but it's only now you wanna listen. So get close, please pay attention. Here's a few things I like to mention. The B, the I, the G, the P, the O, the O, the H, there is none greater. The L, the B, the J, the L is here forever. Money, so see me later. Stashed away plenty sheets of paper. The shit is perfected and we hit the majors. See, I said you niggas couldn't cage us. The mere feeble attempts was outrageous. It ain't a party till we hit the stages. Rapper Pooh signing off. See you in the funny papers. Funny papers. Ha. You can bet your life on it, you gon' see me, man. Come on, rock, rockin' you don't, freak, freakin' you don't, to the beatin' you don't, shoot, lickin' you don't, think I will, but I won't stop, uh, and think I will, but I won't stop, uh, rock, rockin' you don't, freak, freakin' you don't, to the beatin' you don't, shoot, lickin' you don't, big cool when he don't stop, uh, and ninth wonder he don't stop, even though most of our albums are poorly promoted. 
And all the magazines probably won't even quote it J-League never running or falling We got tight to steal y'all spotlight And y'all won't even know it One time for Big Two cause he quit eating steak And two times for Ninth Wonder cause he setting it straight And three times to that hoe from the 814 That moved in, got kicked out and caught on tape <laughs> Just a little bit of time Is all that we granted on this planet For us to get our little bit of shine So if y'all wanna get a line Then talk to Big Doe Cause ain't shit free but the spirit of my rhymes I hear it all the time LB ain't on the same shit So innovative, y'all the next best thing since whatever, I just laugh with it Cause today's fan is tomorrow's rap critic One day they giving you the thumbs up The next, they telling life to go and switch his drums up The best is what they expect But why they won't let the music just be what it is Is anybody's guess so uh If y'all feeling this, y'all ain't gotta analyze it This shit is dope but we ain't changing up Making money and our parents ain't ashamed of us And when I think about that, I can't complain as much So let it